have you ever felt like people have a problem with your personality? And maybe you have not, but I want to tell you this, that there are people who have a problem with your personality. Because a, a lot of times, it's not how people look that we don't like. It is not how they dress that we don't like. It is sometimes just how they operate that we don't like. And, and one of the things we like to say about personality is ju that's just the way I am. Which is really saying, that's just the way that God made me. And though there are some negatives with some personality types, if God made you that way, that personality type must be used to glorify God. Whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. And therefore, in expressing your personality, you must express it in a way that gives glory to God. Because even what we perceive to be the most negative personality can be a positive personality if that personality is expressed in a way that God is glorified. A amen? An introvert can give God glory. An extrovert can give God glory. A person who talks a lot can give God glory. A person who likes to just be silent and listen can give God glory. Whatever your personality type, you can give God glory. And if you don't know, I mean, there are several tests and studies you can do um, to tell your personality type. That some call them traits. Um, they call them temperament. If temperament, they call some melancholic and sanguine and choric and phlegmatic. Whatever, whatever it is, you, you, there are different stuff you can do to understand your personality. Not only that, if you have a spouse, meaning if you're married, you plan to get married, or you have children, or you are a child, it would be good for you to do a personality profile. Especially people who plan on getting married, understand the personality that you're getting married to. Because what you don't want is two similar personalities colliding a marriage. Like if two persons in the marriage are talkers, you're going to have problems. And if the two of you are just straight thinkers, you're going to have a problem. And if you are just both feelers, you're going to have a problem. What you want is conflicting personalities. Difference is good. When it comes down to personality. If all of us were talkers in here, church would never end. It's a good thing that some of us are listeners. And we have few talkers. So it's good to understand. Your per if you understand the personality of your children, you'll understand how to treat each child differently. Because almost every person in your household has a different temperament or personality. But most times we treat everybody in the household the same way. One of the most unfair things in life is to treat everybody the same way. Let, let me say that again. 
One of the most unfair things in life is to treat everybody the same way. You cannot treat everybody the same way. Why? Because everyone is unique. If I am different from you, the person can't treat both of us the same way. That is why there are some children that you have to shout at. Some you have to send to stand in a corner. Some you have to give lines to write. And some you have to use the belt. But they all produce the same end result. But if you use the belt on the child that's supposed to write the lines, they develop resentment. So understanding personality. In fact, I'll tell you this. A lot of divorce happened because personalities clash. And so when personalities clash, they say marriage crash. Especially when they are not submitted to the Holy Spirit. Amen? So that's what we're going to be speaking about this morning. I feel like I've already done the sermon. I never read the scripture yet. But our key text is Mark chapter 12, verse 30. I'm going to ask you to find that for me. I'm going to re be reading from the New Living Translation. I won't be long. So I'm going to ask you to stand with me. If you hear pastor say, it won't be long, man. You, you, you just say, thank you, Jesus. Because normally, hallelujah, amen. Come on, if you have found that, please, please stand with me. And let's read God's word together. This, this is a good book, man. You need, to, you need to have a Bible. You need to be reading your Bible. I'm going through the Bible in a year. And I am at Proverbs chapter 2. Uh, I think I started in last year. So um, making, making steady progress. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, just lift your Bibles up with me. Declare with me that this is God's word, not Pastor Omar's word. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are opened. And I better not go to sleep. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. Let's read. And then. Amen. That was, that was very important. <laughs> you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and all your strength. Come on. Those are the four personalities that we're going to look at. Come on. Say with me. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And all your strength. Hallelujah. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you. For this is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, how good it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious anointing oil that flows from the beard of Aaron to the trail of his garment. It, it's like the precious dew that falls upon the beautiful Mount Hermon. For there the Lord pronounced the blessing, life forevermore. We sing of your goodness. For all our lives, Lord God, you have been faithful. And you have been absolutely good. Your love never fails. Never runs out on us. We lift up our pastor raised this morning. And we pray that as he goes to serve the Lord and minister your word to your people, that you would speak through him a life-transforming word that will change hearts and souls and minds in the name of Jesus. God, we pray that you would use him in a most mighty way. That as he speak, there will be refreshing, repentance, restoration, reconciliation, Lord God. So we pray that you would go with him. You would go before him in the name of Jesus. God, we pray for a double portion upon him in the name of Jesus. That this will be like never before. Because God, you're going to show up like never before. We ask you that you'd open all eyes up in Breadnut Hill and here at Church on the Rock to see your truth. Open ears to hear your voice. Minds to understand your word. And hearts to receive everything you have in store. We pray above all else that your will be done and your kingdom come. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated this morning. Uh, the reality is, church, that every one of us here focuses on one of uh, those four ways that we just read in the passage more than the other. You tend to be a heart person, a soul person, a mind person, or a strength person. And God wants you to love, he wants you to worship him and to serve him with your personality. Love God with all, all this passage is saying is love God with all your talk, love God with all your feeling, love God with all your thinking, and love God with all your acting. Let me say it again. This passage in Mark, you know, let me give you a, a, a way to translate it. Love God Worship God or serve God with all your talk, with all your feelings, with all your thinking, and with all your acting. So God shaped you and God shaped me primarily 
to either be a talker, a feeler, a thinker, or a doer. So let me ask you, you don't have to answer. Do you believe you're a talker? Or do you believe you're a feeler? Or do you believe that you're a thinker? Or are you a doer? I know the very bright among us are going to say, well, I'm all for. Uh, that's what you may think. But you may, you may live out all four, but you're predominantly one. You do one a little bit more than you do the other. Maybe you talk a little bit more. Or maybe you feel a little bit more. Or maybe you think a little bit more. Or you do a little bit more than others. But we all fall in one of these four categories. So hard people are good at talking. They love to talk. Those are your hard people right there. Soul people are good at feeling. I've got a feeling. You know, they always have some feeling thing going on. The feeling songs are their kind of songs. The mind people are good at thinking. And the strength people are good at doing. So let me take a survey. How many talkers are in here? I guarantee you that nobody's going to put up their hand for that. One, two, three, four, five. All right. All right, six. How, how many feelers are in here? One, two, three, four. All right, I see a mother pointing at the daughter. So put up your hand. I don't know. How many thinkers are in here? All the people believe them bright. Go and put up their hand right now. You know what I'm saying? Come. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. How many doers are in here? Like, you know, you're, you're just, you're just, get, just do it. Just get it done. Kind of. All right. All right. Okay. And some of you don't have a clue where you're at, so you never put up your hand. That's, that's all right. You're like lost. <laughs> you know, you're like, you're like out there somewhere. Come and rescue me. I don't know. I don't know. All right. The Lord is going to help you this morning. You're lost. I mean, you're in the worst category. You're in the I don't have a clue. All right. So don't think it's a good thing. It's a bad thing that you don't even know your personality. You're in trouble. But maybe I need to do it again and give you a second chance. Amen. But, but, but. Let's get into this morning. Let's talk about talkers first, right? Uh, you, know, you know what's funny? If I ask you to tell me somebody else's personality of these four, you know, you know you tell me. But, but you don't, you pretend like you don't know yours. But you know, especially the person that you're closest to, you know, you can tell them their personality, you know. But when it come on to you, you don't want to admit yours. But, but talkers are people who love God with all their heart. They love God. Their heart, they love God with all their heart. They are hard people. You see, whatever your heart is filled with is going to come out of your mouth. Amen. Whatever your heart is filled with is going to come out of your mouth. And so hard people are those people who love God with all their heart. And because they love God with all their heart, they do a lot of talking. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you're, if you're filled with anger, anger is going to come out of your mouth. 
Amen? Hard people have a real hard time being quiet. That's how hard people are. They like to talk. They're the kind of people to talk. They always want to talk to you about God and about church and about stuff. They always have something to share. They always want to testify. Uh, you know what I mean? Do you always see those people and say, well, why do they, they talk so much? And, 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 and I mean, they talk too much. And, and then what has happened? The world has kind of told us that if people talk too much, they are not good people. We have song like them are informer, and she chatty, chatty, chatty. We can't live in peace. Everything you run gone to police, and and so we cannot tell people stop talk. We we have children who talk a lot, and we say to them, you talk too much. Stop talking. No talking in this house. Shut up. Hallelujah. And so what we don't realize is that their way of loving God is not being expressed. Because that's their way of expressing love to God. They have a hard time being quiet. I mean, you ask them something. Like I know someone in my house will like this. You ask him something, you're getting out. Listen, you better have time. Isn't that? Isn't that? Listen, this story has nothing to do with what you ask him. Did I say him? <laughs> it wasn't me, so don't even... Never think like I'm talking about myself right now. Amen. Psalm 40, verse 10. I have it in the New Living Translation. Right here it says, I have not kept this good news hidden in my heart. These are hard people. Instead, I have talked about your faithfulness and saving power. I have told everyone of your unfailing love. And faithfulness. That's a hard people. They said, listen, I have not kept this good news hidden in my heart. The thing with talkers is that when God does something for them, they want to what? Talk about it. They want to testify. They want to share with others. They want to preach it because they cannot withhold. They cannot hold back on what God has deposited in their lives. Because once it gets into their heart and God has done it, they begin to say, listen, they have to come out through my mouth. What's the purpose? The purpose of talkers is that the world needs communication. We need talkers. The world needs communication. The world needs communion. And talkers help with communication. So if you're a talker, it's not a bad thing. Just use the ability in a positive way. You have to use the ability in a positive way. Nothing is wrong with your personality if you like to talk. I want to set you free this morning because the world has been telling you that you talk too much. And I want to tell you talk some more. I'm here to give you freedom to talk as much as you want. In fact, I'm going to tell you, don't stop talking. When, listen, the more they try to stop you is the more you need to talk. And if they're annoyed... Say, well, you need to change your place because I'm going to talk. Because you keep talking. But if you're a talker, you must talk in a positive way. Amen? 
Proverbs 12, verse 18 says this. The word, this is the new living, right? It says the word, words of the wise bring healing. If you're a talker, you need some wisdom. Talkers need a little bit of wisdom. Because when you speak, it ought to bring healing. It means that every time you talk, every time I talk, it's supposed to be building somebody up, not tearing them down. If you're a talker, when you talk, your words must build people up and not bring them down. And therefore, you need to apply a little wisdom to your words. Godly wisdom. And if you don't know, ask God. Because if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, the scripture says. Proverbs 14, verse 13 says, The words of the wise keep people out of trouble. That is why we need talkers. Because when talkers talk, they keep people out of trouble. You see, the person who is a doer, not going to tell you anything. The thinker is going to be thinking about what could happen to you. How it could happen to you. They're going to, they're going to think about how the car, but they're not going to tell you that the car is going to lick you. You need a talk. I'm going to say, listen, don't go out the road because the car is going to lick you down. The thinker is going to think about how you could evade the car, how you could get out of the car way, how you cannot go through the gate, but they're not going to tell you don't go through the gate. You need a talker. Come on, come on, just say, I need a talker in my life. You need someone who is going to give you words, wise words, to keep you out of trouble. But there, there's a weakness with talkers. Talking too much is a sign of insecurity. You must talk. Always is used for praying, not for talking. The Bible says pray always. It didn't say talk always. But it says pray always, right? And so part of what we need to understand if we are talkers is that if we talk more than we're supposed to talk, it's a sign of insecurity. And so Proverbs 10, 19 says, the more, let me give you the good news translation and then we'll look at it in the next translation. It says, the more you talk, the more likely you are to sin. Come on, say that with me. The more you talk, the more likely you are to sin. This is the good news translation. Hallelujah. Let's put it. Amen. It says this in the next translation. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. But he who restrains his lips is wise. If you are a talker, you will notice that every, almost every time the Bible uses the word talk, it uses wisdom and wise. It means that if you love to talk, you need a lot of wisdom. To know when, where, what, and how. Talkers need to know how to say it, when to say it, where to say it, and what to say and that is called wisdom. It's the four W's of wisdom when it comes to talking. When, where, what, how. Have you ever heard people say, it's not, it's not what you say, it's how you say it? Have they ever even said to you, oh, what did you just say? 
So now it's not just how you say it. It's what you say. Have they ever said to you, wrong place, wrong time? So if you are a talk, you need to know the when, the where, the what, and the how. Proverbs 17, verse 27, I'm going to give you it in the New Living, and then we're going to look at it on the overhead. It says, those who are sure of themselves do not talk all the time. It means that if you're always talking, you're insecure. Let me ask you, do you want to answer me? Just, just give me a wink. Do you know any insecure people? Yeah, I see that wink right there. I see, I see that. <laughs> I, see that. I, see the wink. I see the wink, wink, right? Like, like you can't stop winking now. All right? says, those who are sure of themselves do not talk all the time. He who has knowledge spares his word. Amen? That, so that's a weak, weakness. What's the warning? You have to act. Meaning, action speaks louder than word. The thing with talkers is that they will, they will, they will just give you a whole heap of talk and do nothing. They, they always have a lot of things to say, but when you check it, there's no action. Because empty barrels makes the most noise. So if you're a talker, one of the things you have to look out for is that you're not just talking, but you're acting. Proverbs 14.23. Good news translation. Get to work and you'll earn a living. If you just sit around talking, you'll be poor. This is, a good script. this is a good scripture. You need to remember this scripture. Like this picture you need to do in your wallet. Especially walking around in Jamaica. <laughs> you understand me? Yes, Bridget, we have a word for you. You want some money? Silver and gold have I none. But the scripture will set you free, my son. <laughs> I just said to him, get to work and earn a living. If you just sit around talking, you will be poor. Bible is real. I'm, I'm telling you. It says, all hard work brings up profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Don't just talk. Do something. Amen? Or give it one more scripture and then we go to the feelers. Because, you know, I don't want the talkers to feel bad. Yeah, that's what I mean. Proverbs 29 verse 19. It says, sometimes mere words are not enough. Discipline is needed. For a servant, mere words are not enough. Discipline is needed, for the words may be understood, but they are not heeded. Talking about losing weight don't make sense unless you apply the discipline. Self-development demands self-discipline, not self-talking. Talking to yourself about it does nothing until you do something about it. You have to apply the discipline when you talk. Amen? So do we have any talkers? I hope you're not, like, falling out of this now and say, that's a bad one, I don't want to be in it. It's, 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 it's. There's some good stuff, right? Talkers love God with their heart. You have feelers. Feelers love God with all their soul. These are your emotionals. Just emotions taking me over. That's their kind of music right there. Going back to the 90s, 
or 80s, you know, all the Valentine's Day people, just emotions taking me over, right? Valentine's Day, you know what I'm talking about, right? The reason you have emotions is because God made you in his image. In, in the book of Psalms, you have, you know, the scripture speaks about this thing. It says the downcast soul, emotions, a disturbed soul, that is emotion. A satisfied soul, that is emotion. A yearning soul, that is emotion. A troubled and forlorn soul, emotions. A joyful soul, a bitter soul, a thirsty soul, a hungry soul, a rejoicing soul, a delighted soul, a longing soul. All of these things are used in the psalm. Depicting different kinds of emotions. You see, feelers have a hard time hiding their emotions. People will tell you they wear their emotions on their. You will know how they are feeling. They are the kind of people who are going to cry if they are sad. And they are going to be laughing if they are glad. You know when they are hurt. You know when you have done them wrong and injustice. You see it. They can't hide their emotions. They will tell them not not wrong but you know. These are the kind of people that see them and say, what's wrong with you? Because you know something is off. They are very passionate people. These are the people you say, you look at them and say, you're fool, fool. You still love him after all that him do to you. But you're still in love. How can you still be in love after all of that garbage? They are very passionate. When they're into something, they are into it. They put everything in it. They put all their heart on them, their heart and them soul. In it. Psalmist says, as they pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. That, that's a psalmist. Being an emotional. Michael W. Smith is a good example of this. He says, this is the air I breathe. This is the, ah, I'm desperate for you. That's a song for emotion. You want to see emotionals sing that, they start crying. And I, I'm lost without you. And tears are running down their eyes because this is so emotional for them. I talk, I think in like, what kind of song this? Them sing a two, them sing a song too, girly. But emotionals are saying, this is my kind of song. Because it just hits that emotional chord. What's the purpose of feelers? Why do we need feelers? Because we need more than communication. We need more than talkers. We need compassion. We need compassion. The world needs compassion. Your home needs compassion. We need compassion. We don't just need communication. We need compassion. You see, God is a passionate, but he's also a compassionate God. He's not just passionate. He's a compassionate God. We need people in the world who deeply care, and they care deeply about issues. Talkers will talk, but they don't really care about the issue. They'll give you a word of wisdom, but they don't really care what you're going through. Why, why? Let, let me help you because 
People, you know, you know uh, John Maxwell says is that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. This is where our, our feelers come in because they let people feel better because they care deeply. Feeler is a people person. People like feelers because they will say, they understand what I am going through. Feelers understand what you are going through. And people like that. They, they're going to cry with you. They, 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 they almost like they bear the burden with you. And so people love them. They are people person. You go up to a talker and say, I'm having a bad day. They don't really care about your body. They just tell it. Well, the word of the Lord says, hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Hallelujah. I hope you have a better day. You, know. you feel it better? You go through to a field and says, I'm having a bad day. I said, listen, man, I, I, I understand how you're feeling because I've had bad days too. Talk to me what's going on with you. And you said to them, boy, I, I, boy, you know, the rice, the rice never have enough salt. In it. And they say, oh, my God, I understand that, you know, because I've had rice without enough salt either. And so I feel your pain. I feel it. And I mean, they, they're, just, they're, just, they're just going through it with you. Paul says in Ephesians 4.32, Be kind and compassionate to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Right? Well, what is the weakness? Feelers will be more tempted by their feelings or emotion than the rest of us. They get tempted and drawn away by their feelings. Get tempted in the ear of their emotions. And you'll find that feelers end up in relationships and situations that are unhealthy emotionally. And so even if you have kids, you have to protect them if you find that they are feelers. Because they'll, they'll place their emotions in wrong things and get so deep in it that it's hard to pull them out. Feelers are the people who will follow a cause even though it don't make any sense. Because they're not thinking about it, just in love with it. Feelers are the easiest people to get caught into what we call cults. Because it don't have to make sense of them. It just have to feel good for them. But if you're a feeler, you have a tendency to be manipulated by your mood. So you have to be careful. Your moods will manipulate you if you're a feeler. And that is why it must be under the subjection of the Holy Spirit. You can get lost in the ocean of emotion. The problem is that feelers... Feelings, the problem is that feelings sometimes lie. Feelings sometimes lie. Have you ever heard this? If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Lie. Lie. <laughs> I want to be right. No, no, but 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 the thing is that your feelings are not always right. First Peter two verse eleven says, "Since your real home is in heaven, keep away from the evil pleasures of this world. They are not for you, for they fight against your very soul." 
understand feelers you have to watch the scripture you have to apply the scripture and guard yourself because since your your real home is keep away from the evil pleasures you will go somewhere and say boy you know what me feel for buy that dress there and you know say you don't have the money but your feelings defeat your your wallet Feelers will eat the thing that the doctor says. Don't eat, it's not good for you. Because feel good. Warning. You must let God lead you. Gal Gal Galatians 5 verse 16 says, and this is good news translation. Don't be led by your emotion. I give you these scriptures because I want you to speak to your family and your friends. And when you notice these things in them, you give them these scriptures so they can know. It says, don't be led by your emotions, but be led by the spirit. Let the spirit direct your lives and you will not satisfy the desires of the human nature. Don't be led by your emotions. Many of us can testify. It's a good thing we never follow our emotions. Because we wouldn't be married to the person we are married right now. We wouldn't be in the place that we are right now. You can't follow your emotions if you're a feeler. At least not all the times. But a follower of Christ is not someone who has no feelings. A follower of Christ is someone... Who doesn't obey the wrong ones, the wrong feelings. It's not like I'm saying, don't have feelings. Have feelings. Have emotions. But here's the thing. Don't obey the wrong ones because they are going to be wrong ones. In the same way the talker must talk with wisdom, the feeler must not obey wrong emotions. Regardless of your personality, God wants you to worship him with your soul. He wants you to worship him with your emotions. Number three, thinkers. Thinkers love God with all their mind. Did you know that you can love God with your intellect? Did you know that when you're doing intellectual activities, it brings glory to God? You see, the biblical worldview that's in this Bible is the, is the only logical, rational worldview that squares with reality why because there is no meaning in life if there's no God people try to make it up but there really isn't any meaning in life if there's no God there is no morality in life without God you cannot have a moral society unless you have a moral God People who are thinkers fall in love with the Bible. They love to study this book. They say it is so deep. There's no other book in the world like it. They are what the psalmist says in Psalm 119 verse 97. How I love your law. I think about it all day long. We need thinkers and here's the purpose. Because the world needs consideration. In other words, somebody's got to be thinking through complex, is 
complex issues. Somebody has to do the thinking for the talkers and the thinking for the feelers. We need a thinker in the room. Someone who's going to think about all the variables. These are your scientists, your writers, your philosophers, your inventors, and your innovators. In fact, Lamentations 3 verse 40 says, and it encourages us, we should think about the way we are living and turn back to God. Think about, let us search out and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. In fact, Socrates said, the unexamined life isn't worth living. See, you need thinkers because feelers will go through the motion. And talkers believe they can talk themselves through everything and out of everything. But the scripture says, listen, there's a time in life when you need to examine your ways. Think about your life. Because if your life is unexamined, it is not worth living. What is the weakness? The weakness for thinkers is pride. You see, thinkers tend to look down on people who don't think the way they do. So when they have a, when they have a particular viewpoint, if you don't agree with their viewpoint, they, they, they say, to listen, listen, they say, hey, 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 no, 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 who are you? Who are you? All of a sudden, they begin to walk in pride. They begin to walk in pride because they believe that their way is the right way because they are intellectual. And they believe that their interpretation of the scripture is the only interpretation. They believe that if you say something, they can be challenged because there's more to it than that. They are the ones who challenge everything. They are the ones who say, well, you are too surface. I want something deeper because I've gone further than you. They think they know it. And if you don't speak the way they speak, if you don't study the way they study, if you don't share the way they share, guess what? You are less than them. 1 Corinthians 8 verse 1. Knowledge makes people arrogant, but love builds them up. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. So you must temper your thinking with love. Otherwise, you're going to be egotistical. Full of ego and all about yourself. Everybody's arrogant, just on different subjects. Nobody knows everything. The Bible says, don't be proud of your wisdom, but be proud that you know the Lord. Amen? The other weakness with thinkers is indecision. Thinkers, they, they spend so much time thinking, they don't make no decision. Because if, if, you see, if they're going to do the here, I'll say they're going to go do it. All right, I wonder, all right, if... The, well, the barber, the, the, the hairdresser is tall. I wonder if I should go to that hairdresser. I'm thinking because the tall hairdresser, and I am also, you know, short. Will they have to bend their back so much that it hurt them? I wonder if this chair is going to, how high? And then if I drive down to that place, let me think about it now. The amount of traffic, so maybe I should, but if I go up St. Mary, the same problem. You know what? I'm not even bother going to do my hair. I mean, by the time they finish thinking, they don't do anything. 
All right, let me, they're, they're thinking about starting a business. And you know how long you have been thinking? They have been thinking since you started a business, it bankrupt or you restart and making profit and it bankrupt or you restart and they're still thinking on the first one. Because they have to think about everything that could go wrong and everything that could go right. Then they have to think about everything that will make it right and everything that would make it wrong. And then they have to think about how they solve the thing that make it wrong and how they solve better the thing that make it right. Then they have to think about, okay, let me go back to what I was originally thinking. Now I can get back to the business. And by that time, you know what? They start thinking about a different business. They don't make decisions. I wonder if I should clean the house today. <laughs> Let me think about it. And you've been thinking about it for a while now. You better yet, why don't I get somebody to come and do it for me? Because that would be easier. Let me think about it. Let me think about it. Should I get somebody in the church or somebody outside of the church? Let me think about it. What are they, you know, you know, let me think about somebody. Oh, you know, let me think about that. Should I get an older person or a younger person? Let me think about it. And maybe I should call heart and see if they have people who do that. Let me think about it. And, and they think about everything. They're always thinking, 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 thinking. The warning or the weakness, Timothy says this. Always studying, but never able to recognize the truth. The warning is, if you're a thinker, practice humility. Proverbs 3, verse 7. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Why? Because humility is a choice. The scripture says, humble yourself before the Lord. It's a choice. You must choose to be humble. We must choose to be humble. Humility is total dependence on God. Humility is not denying your strength. It is being honest about your weakness. The other warning for thinkers is practice what you know. Practice what you know. When Timothy was speaking, he's basically encouraging people. Here's what. Do what you know until you know more. Don't wait until you know everything. Work. Come on, say with me. Work with what you have. Do what you know. And that is why we say this every morning. And James, it's from James. James 1.22. Do not merely listen to the word. And so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Come on, say it with me. Do what it says. Why? Because we only believe the parts of the Bible we actually do. I know what you believe in the Bible. You believe in the Bible, what you do. If you're not doing it, you don't believe it. That's it. We only do what we believe in the Bible. Or we only believe the parts of the Bible that we're actually doing. Finally, we're closing. All right, so have you figured out if you're a feeler, a talker, or a thinker? Are you still not sure? All right, let's see. Maybe you're a doer. Doers love God with all your strength. These are your, your call, the achievers. 
accomplishers, the workers, the people that push things forward and make things happen in the practical sense of life. You know, some of you are saying, yeah, that sounds like me, I'm an achiever. Yes, yes. All right, let, let's see about that. Psalm 1, 16, verse 16. Oh God, here I am, your servant, your faithful servant. Set me free for your service. A lot of people think they are doers, you know. But I tell you how doers are. Wherever doers go, they find something to do. I remember I used to work with this company. And um, <laughs> uh, the, the, the owner, the boss would come and, and um, see people not doing anything because things were slow. So they would say, well, there's nothing to do. Right? They're at work, but there is nothing to do. And he always said this. He says, listen, all right, so just meet me in my office because I will have to release you. Because if there's nothing to do, no need to be here. So he says, any day you can't find something to do at work, you need to be fired. Make sense? If, if there's nothing to do at work, don't go. Or when you finish, you leave and go home. But if they employ you to work eight hours a day, find something to do. You see, doers, when doers come to church, they ask, what can I do? So a lot of people believe that they are doers. But they are more selective doers than actual doers. You're following me? Because a doer is a servant. When they go somewhere, the first thing they do is they say, remember the two sisters, Mary and Martha? One was at Jesus' feet. The other one was serving. That, there you go. One was an emotional and one was a doer. Watch it. The purpose. The purpose is that the world needs contribution. We need doers because if you have thinkers alone, nobody going to do anything. If you have talkers, nobody going to do anything. Then if you have feelers, not, not going to get done. So we need to do us because they're going to get things done. All right? So the scripture says in Romans 12 verse 1, Offer your bodies to him as a living sacrifice, pure and pleasing. That's the most sensible way to serve God. Right? So God says, I want you to love me all four ways. But what is the weakness for doers? Overwork. Do us just know work, work. They are, they are, they are your Rihanna's. That, that, that she sing that song, don't? Come on, shake your head, teenagers. You know who sing the song. Amen. Shake your head. Shake your head. All right, there you go. Amen. I think it's right. Work, 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 work. You know that song? They are your, they are your um, former prime minister, Portia Simpson Miller. Working, working, working. Working. Hallelujah. Amen. They're, they're, overwork is their problem. There are the people that say, why? Me tired. There are the people who say, like, boy, I can't get no rest. Me go to work, me work. Me do house, me work. Me go to church, me work. I don't have no time to rest. There are your workers. You ask them, listen, can you take a day off? Let us take a day off and spend some time together. I have work. Can we go on a vacation? I have work. 
okay, so you don't get time off from work. But when I get time off from work, then I have house work. All right, now you finally convinced them for the vacation. And you go to a little villa. And when they get to the villa, instead of resting, they want to go to the kitchen to do work. <laughs> they are your busy like a bee. The psalmist says in Psalm 127 verse 2, it, it is senseless for you to work so hard. From early morning until late at night, fearing you're going to starve to death. So the scripture is saying, you're working so hard because you believe if you stop working, you're going to starve to death. Goes on and says, for God wants his loved ones to get their proper rest. Come on, just put your hand up and say, God wants me to get my proper rest. Your warning is to slow down and do less. Slow down and do less. Proverbs 23, verse 4, and then we'll close and pray. It says, don't wear yourselves out to get rich. Come on, this is in the Bible. Don't wear yourselves out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to show restraint. Amen? When you come to Christ, everything changes. But not your personality. God wants you to worship, love, and serve him the way he made you to be. He wants to strengthen your personality, not dampen it, to make you the best you can be. And a lot of us, maybe even me, have been guilty of dampening people's personality. We have said to talkers, you talk too much, you need to shut up. We have said to the feelers, everything you cry, and you're too emotional over everything. We have said to the thinkers, you need to stop thinking. Because all you do is think. And we have said to the doers, you need to stop working. We are very extreme in how we deal with people's personality. We don't tell them to slow, you know, we don't tell them to kind of work on it and use it for the glory of God. We tell them that you're doing it, you need to stop it. But God wants to set you free this morning. If you're a talker, God wants you to know that he loves you and you can serve him. And give glory to him with your personality. If you're a feeler, God still loves you. And he wants you to know that you can serve him through your emotions. If you're a thinker, God loves you just the same. And he wants you to know that your thinking is necessary in his kingdom. If you're a doer, bless God. The world needs you and God needs you to do the work that needs to be done. So let me ask you to stand with me this morning. And I, I want to challenge you this morning. I want you to lift your hands. Just, just close your eyes for a moment. And, and I want you to lift your hands. Uh, and I want you to, you, whatever you think that personality type that you have is, 
I'm going to give you a minute. If you're, you're watching online, you can go ahead and do this. Just begin to thank God for your personality. And just tell him what it is. God, just say, Lord, I believe that I'm a feeler. God, I believe that I'm a talker. I believe that I'm a thinker. I believe that I'm a doer. God, I thank you for my personality. And just begin to say, God, I will use my personality to give you glory. Ask him to help you to look out for the weaknesses in that personality. And if you don't know what your personality is after hearing this, ask the Lord to show you what your personality type is. Ask the Lord to better help you to appreciate the personality of those in your household and in the church, at your workplace. And maybe you need to ask him to forgive you because you have really been hard on some people because of their personality. In fact, maybe you have even, you know, caused them to bury that personality. So say, Lord, forgive me. Maybe you have been a little bit harsh, a little bit hard. Because your personality is different. Talk to him this morning. Come on, just pray. Just talk to him. He's hearing you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, God is ministering to you. He's hearing you this morning. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Yes, Jesus. Listen, it's going to get better. Your relationships are going to improve. You're going to be more effective as a witness for the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Come on, would you pray this prayer in your heart with me? Just says, dear God, thank you for making me me. Forgive me for comparing and trying to be somebody I am not. I want you to use the personality you have given me, Jesus Christ, to know you and to love you and to serve you. I want to be the expression of what you made me to be. Today I say to you, Jesus Christ, I want to fulfill the great commandment. I want to love you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my strength. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. I thank you for every person in this room. I pray that their personalities will be used to glorify you. That you'll make their relationships better. That you'll make their witness better. That God, we will realize that all of us need people around us who are thinkers, who are feelers, who are talkers, and who are doers. So we thank you for the feelers in this church, for the talkers in this church, for the thinkers in this church. And for the doers in this church, we bless you and we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, clap your hands this morning. Come on, don't give him no golf clap. If you're going to clap him, you really give him a big hand clap this morning. Hallelujah. Amen.